You're listening to The Patriot Cause with Bud Cornwall, United States Marine Corps, retired standing guard on the wall of freedom. If we look to the answer as to why for so many years we achieved so much, prospered as no other people on earth, it was because here in this land, we unleashed the energy and individual genius of man to a greater extent than has ever been done before. Freedom and the dignity of the individual have been more available and assured here than in any other place on earth. The price for this freedom at times has been high, but we have never been unwilling to pay that price. Most of you that are listening to this podcast will understand what I am telling you, but however, there's a large part of this country that wouldn't have a clue, even after they listen to this podcast on the actual condition of America. These young adults, as we call them, the millennials, Generation Z, whatever word you want to put on them, The freedoms that many, many veterans have fought and died for, they do not understand that. If they did, they would not be who they are. I am who I am because I understood that through my family history of what freedom is really is. So my family is a unique situation. What I mean by that is my dad was in the army. My dad was in the army and went to Germany and married my mother. And she was a daughter of a father that fought for the Nazis in Germany. That is how close I am to liberty. I understand what freedom is. And my mother understood that. And when she became of age, she married my dad and came to the United States. And left Germany behind. But the point I'm making is. A huge population of this country. Does not understand. How you have to absorb freedom. And you have to support it every single day. Which is what I did. According to my family history. My great-grandfather was born in 1887 and he was on naval ships when they were made of wood. My grandfather was born in 1915 and eventually he went to World War II 
and spent 33 years in the Army Air Corps and the Air Force. During the war in Europe, the World War II in Europe. And he taught me and told me about his experience. My dad got out of the Army before he went to Vietnam, but he understood what was going on there. Not saying it was right, wrong, but the point is, we have to defend freedom. Look, people, you got to get this democracy crap out of your head. Because the word democracy today is not what it was when America was formed and throughout the war years of America. They fought for America. They didn't fight for democracy. America is a republic. It is states combined together. And the states determine how this republic lives, not a democracy. You got to understand that. And the education system has refused and probably will never turn back to understand what a republic is. So tonight, I'm going to bring to you absolute data and proof of these young individuals that have no clue whatsoever of the freedoms that have been fought for so they can do and live their lives. They are very unappreciative and rightfully so because the education system and this government and the education system and the colleges are infiltrating their minds in a communist, socialist environment. And every single communist, socialist country has and will fall for this reason. If you don't believe in freedom, an individual has the right to live their life according to what they want to be and not what the pressures of the government is being brought upon you. So we're going to talk about millennials. I've done that before a couple times in a podcast, but I found a couple of articles that are very important to understand this mindset of the, the, the young people today. My daughter and my son fit in this millennial world. It just, just so happens that my son is not brainwashed, but my daughter is. In this conceptual idea of the utopia that the world and the United States government is trying to present to them. So this article is from Foundations Freedom. And it's 
the web address is the ArizonaChristian.edu. So I'm not going to lie to you. It's from a Christian organization. But the data that they have pulled is very important. And you can read the full article on the show notes to get the link. But I'm going to just give you a little bit of taste of what this is. Despite this being an era characterized by the presence of more information than humans can usefully process, which we understand that now, many Americans harbor caricatures of youngest of our nation's adult generation called the millennials. So many of them are looking at these millennials as just, you know, fake people. But that's not how they look at it. But there are some facts that seem beyond controversy. Controversy being this has actually happened. You can complain about it, but this is the truth. For instance, millennials are presently the most populous generation in the American society today. Depending on what birth cohort you assign to them, think about that, whether they're boy, girl, whatever, millennials represent roughly one quarter of the nation's total population and one-third of the adult population. That's what's important. One-third of the adult population, which is supposed to be individuals that are strong, foundation, education system, to come in, to live in the world, face the world problems, and solve solutions, are now one-third. Millennials make up 78 million of this country. So I'll go back to the adult population of the millennials. So we have a huge chunk of the population in this country that has absolutely no clue how to struggle in life and make solid foundation decisions for themselves, their families, and their country. They constitute close to four out of every 10 working age Americans and about three out of every 10 registered voters. And this is what the leftist is capitalizing on. Millennials are significantly reshaping the brand landscape of America in response to their unique blend of needs. Let me repeat that. Americans and about three of ten are responding to your unique blend of needs. Their needs, 
their needs that they're explaining is not the needs of going out and making a life and protecting yourself and doing the things to succeed. Their needs are now attached to this government, to this socialism idea. And when they need something, this is where they go. They go to the government. They go to the state. They go to whatever it is and say, I can't do this on my own. They refuse to have any kind of effort to accomplish this. Instead, they focus on the state, the government, to bring them their needs. Their lifestyle and dietary preferences have had a radical impact on brands such as Diet Pepsi, which is an unhealthy alternative, Victoria's Secrets, sexual exploitation, Campbell's Soup, high sodium content, Harley Davidson, an environment harmful to machines, Tiffany, fewer marriages, luxury jewelry, less appealing, and GameStop, replacing the online gaming. So what they're doing instead of progressing and being accomplished and going into the workforce and progressing towards a better person, towards a better leader, they're using all these things to fill their needs. Because right now the government is not filling it. So they're going through all, you know, the things in their mind that makes them feel good. And they're, they're using that stuff instead of the God that created them to fill their needs. So, for instance, shopping malls, for example. When I grew up, shopping malls was the thing. You you spend a day there, you had fun with your family, and yep, probably spent way too much money, but the point is is the family went to the shopping mall together. And you had a great time. Kids would ride the rides or whatever it is. And we would, you know, Search for the perfect dress, the perfect hat, in a shopping mall. But a longtime anchor for the nation's economy are struggling to stay afloat as the consumers under 40 take their business online. So now the shopping malls are struggling because these people no longer want to be connected with their families to have a good time to go out and purchase these products. They just sit on the couch eating bonbons on their computer or phone and order crap. So there's no connection with materialism. So here's some more statistics from the same article close to one half of young adults say they prefer socialism over capitalism they don't even know what socialism is but they're being injected in their brains 
to think it's better than capitalism in America. Socialism in America is now become the prized possession of this millennial and Generation G people in America. Only one-third of the millennials claim to believe in God. One-third of the people that's going to run this country at some point actually believe in the God that created them, which means they can come up with anything. They can discard any of the actual moral responsibility that God has put on the human beings and develop their lives any way they want to do it. And you see it every second of the day. Politically, this generation is more likely to be liberal than conservative regarding fiscal matters. That's why Congress is absolutely out of control. Because these millennials are never going to fight for it. They're never going to fight against raising the debt or spending trillions of dollars. Social issues and governance. The biggest gap relates to social issues with 40% self-identifying as liberals or progressives compared to just 29% who claim to be conservatives. That's the huge issue. You're talking about three quarters of the this generation could care less about the morals and the fiber of being a human being according to God and self-identify to whatever they want to be. So think about that one. And you go back in time. And I'm going to give you an example. If I started talking about the government and how good it was when I was a teenager... My dad would correct me in a second. And this was 45 years ago. Nobody's correcting them. Their parents is just as lost as they are. And they don't care. Take a break. When we get back, We're going to talk about high school graduation rates, which is all part, you know, in this realm of why these millennials and Generation Z, why these people are so freaking stupid. You got to understand that they're dumb as a box of rocks. And that's why we have problems filling jobs. Nobody wants to flip burgers. They have no work ethic.
they think in their mind that the world is going to continue after they come out of high school to take care of them. Maybe it will. I, I don't know. But if it does, it's going to be a full-blown communist country. And they're going to regret every single minute of it. Because communism, countries, they only give to those that they want to give. Not to those that earn it. So take a listen to this. Tuition free. Ladies and gentlemen, the candidates. Does adulthood dismay you? basement for four years all this money if i get this job my school didn't have a rock climbing wall So they want to give Bob's money and your money and your grandmother's money and your sister's money, your whole family's money to this generation. So they can't earn their way through life. That's how simple it is. I can't put it any better than that. These people expect, they expect from high school into college that the government is going to take care of them no matter what debt they have. They don't have the responsibility anymore. And it will be a sad day a very sad day in America if Congress votes to eliminate 
the debt of these people, further increasing the fact that they don't want to earn their way through life. they got to start somewhere. And they're starting in high school, just like the rest of us. But high school is not what it used to be. Personally, myself, I'm not afraid to say this. I failed the first grade. I was put back into the first grade. And I also failed the eighth grade when I was going through school. Because I did not earn my way or do the things that were necessary to go to the next grade. But I did graduate high school. And I learned those lessons when I was in school. I failed because I didn't earn it. I didn't work hard enough to get the education. So I didn't earn it. So I'm going to read to you from the brookings.edu site, Brookings, which is a very good site if you haven't been there, brookings.edu. And they did a survey. I'm going to read all the all the information about survey. I'm going to boil it down to the results of what this survey was. Our results confirm that accountability of the education system, think about what I'm telling you, accountability of the education system drove rising graduation rates. So these people are being forced to graduate students that do not have the capability to survive in the real world. And the colleges are capitalizing on this and they don't care if they graduate from college because a lot of people actually do not make it through college. Not from the fact of the curriculum is hard. It's because they came out of high school like me and didn't and or have the ability to apply themselves. The difference was with me, I joined the Marine Corps after high school and that is where I learned what responsibility and accountability really was. I learned it in school, but it was reinforced when I went into the military. Colleges could care less about what I'm telling you. They will graduate the dumbest, stupidest, People to get that dollar. Okay, so then we move on to three types of analysis about quality of credentials. These are credentials in high school. 
First, we show that the rise in graduation rates was actually higher in states that had graduation exams, where lowering standards would have been most difficult. So maybe they're actually trying to progress. Stand by. Second, we show that the rise in high school completion came with a reduction in GEDs and a swift to more rigorous regular diplomas. So what they're saying, according to this study, is they're claiming that their high schools and their curriculum is more difficult than a GED. Third, we find that online credit recovery courses have been on the rise, but they can only explain a small fraction of rising graduation rates. Goes back to the COVID, the lockdown, no personal interaction with your teacher, looking at a Zoom computer screen. Overall, these results suggest while strategic behavior has influenced some graduation measures, the national rise in high school graduation rates has been a significant success for school accountability policy and the school system in general. So what they're saying is, because there was so much pressure, if you remember back today when George Bush was in the presidency, no child left behind. Remember that? So we're facing the results of that. And now the education system says no child left behind. Which means twofold. One, the curriculum and the effort that the teacher is teaching the student is not good enough. And that's how I see it. So they just let them pass. They let them go through. The second aspect of it is the fact that a teacher determines whether or not a student has the capability. And if they say they don't, it doesn't matter because the teacher's being forced overall to graduate that student. So they're saying in the education system is absolutely irrelevant. And I've seen it firsthand, not as a teacher. I've seen it firsthand as a Marine drill instructor where I was getting these high school graduation students from 1994 to 1997 coming into the Marine boot camp. And as they were going through the training, 
I could see and understand that this person doesn't have what it takes character-wise to be a Marine. They may be able to do what is called the minimum requirements, shooting a rifle, passing what they call the, the test, all that stuff. But they didn't have in their heart the character. And many times we tried to tell our leaders that that person cannot be a Marine. And the reason behind it is because they're very, very weak. They may have done the minimum physical test, all that stuff, to graduate boot camp. But the minimum is the minimum. The, the goal is to raise these young, absolute Americans up to a standard that they can see that they have accomplished becoming a Marine. And that was difficult for me. Give an example. When I was in boot camp, there were 95 original recruits that I was with in my platoon. When I graduated three months later, 11 weeks to be exact, when I graduated, 62 of the original recruits were in that platoon, which means we dropped one-third, more than one-third, of the people that were there because, because they didn't have what it took to be a Marine. However, in 94 through 97, when I was a drill instructor, these people would come in, and the most, the most of any platoon that were, were able to drop of 90, 95 recruits was maybe 20 through, you know, absolute ridiculous policies. Now, those 20, yes, they needed to go out. They do not need to be Marines. But another 30 should have followed them. But because they did the minimum, because the minimum, you know, the, the least, the Marine Corps said, well, they passed all the least stuff. But their character and their heart, we've seen as drill instructors and knew these people, when they get out into the fleet, to the real Marine Corps, they're going to struggle. And I used to tell the recruits over and over again, if they were a good recruit, I would tell them, you're going to do great. You're going to go out there and be a great Marine. If this person was graduating, which I couldn't drop through the system, I would look at them in the face and said, you are going to have a hard time and they're going to eat you like a dog when you get to the Marine Forces which they would because he doesn't have or she doesn't have the character that is necessary to be a strong, war-fighting, motivated individual 
for liberty in this country. And I've seen it in their eyes. They were here because mom and dad sent them whatever the cause was. But they wasn't here for themselves. They were just doing time. That's the difference of what's happening in America. Not just in the boot camps, but throughout all the education process. Instead of having a hard line going, you are not good enough. You got to do better. You got to progress in a motivation education process. And then when you have this challenge as a high school student, we'll give you a certificate. And then you can go out there and face the world because the world is 10 times, 10 times, if not more, worse than high school. Look, if you don't agree with what I'm saying, let me know. Go to the website, The Patriot Cause. Go to the comment section or the contact section and tell me I lost my mind. But, but I know I haven't. These people have to be accountable, really accountable, to be able to progress and have a successful life. But if the government, which they are, is controlling the education system to turn our children into robots to where they tell them what to do, when to do it, how to do it every single day, then they have no individualism. They have no pride in themselves, even, even if they have pride in America. They have lost the pride in their cells because they did not earn it. Every single day we see this. Remember the days a couple years ago they started giving everybody a trophy just for showing up? That was just the beginning of what's going on. You got to earn it. You got to reach down inside of yourself, have motivation, have a focus, be taught that focus, be taught the strength that it takes to be a human being, to get out there in the world and be successful. And the reason I know this is not happening is because there is a whole bunch, a huge amount of companies that cannot fill jobs because they have no people that have the internal motivation and desire to go into those fields from scientists to IT to business to banking trustworthy individuals all of that. This generation has been so softened and presented to them the government will take care of you that they have no chance. 
of succeeding. How many times you heard it, which is the truth. There is thousands, hundreds of thousands of students graduating from college and they cannot find a job because it's not in them. It's, it's fake. It's fake education. It's just a fake world. And they're expecting when they get out of college that the government will continue to take care of them. It's a very, very strange and complicated situation of this generation coming up which has never, ever happened in this country, ever. From my dad, from my grandfather, from my great-grandfather, from my great-great-grandfather, we've always understood that life is about earning, life is about happiness, life is about succeeding, producing with your hands, and enjoying how your work and what you do produces. It's, it's not the other way around. College could care less. They're, they give you these accolades, whether you earn it or not. And they're going out there and facing the real world, and they don't have the ability to be the human beings that they should be on this planet providing for themselves, providing for their families. They're expecting the government to do every bit of that. And it's absolutely sad. Sad's not the word. It's devastating to this country. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to motivate you. Listen to the gunny. I'm going to motivate you. I'm going to play you cadence, running cadence, Marines running, singing with true motivation. This is what America needs, true motivation, togetherness, getting together, accomplish things, just like Reagan said at the beginning of the podcast. We're the greatest nation. We have accomplished more than any other nation on this planet. But I'm telling you, we're heading into an environment to where the rest of the world will take that from us and we will no longer have the ability to live free and progress and produce absolutely awesome things in the future. So this is the Marines. This is what I did when I was a drill instructor. This is the Marines going out there and singing and be, being part of a family with the same cause of strength, dedication to America. We're dedicated. We're dedicated. Ha, 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 ha. Yeah, ha, yeah, ha. Everywhere we go.